This could get dicey as a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, so things can sometimes get a little, well, you know. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9-to-5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, I'd just like to say it's a beautiful day to listen to some jazz while going on a bike ride. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. 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 Say who, say jazz who. Head, who are you listening to? The musical group is, they're called Ezra Collective. Cool. Is it cool? Another artist that I listened to mentioned them in an Instagram post, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a gander. Glad I did. Love them. They're a vibe. Is it like, is it smooth? Is it like kind of lo-fi? Is it upbeat? Is it bebop? Like what, what kind of jazz are we looking at here? Um, I'm, I'm it's, so very, <laughs> it's very uh, lo-fi hip-hop. That's interesting. Lo-fi yeah. beats to chill and ride your bike to. Yeah. The music I listen to affects the way I exercise. So if I'm on a run, I'm like listening to hip hop because the beat. It, can you yes. imagine Destiny like on a bike ride and like <laughs> the jazz is like affecting her pedaling and. I definitely she's... felt uh yeah like great just like looking at the <laughs> sky and the trees and the birds it was great. I usually only listen to podcasts whenever I work out, so I'll be doing like a high intensity, like so weird, like kettlebell thing, and like listening to podcasts. I go for a run, listen to podcast. I'm just like only listening to podcasts. That's weird. I can't, I can't oh, run and listen to music because then I have to run on beat, and then I exactly, yeah, Alex. That's weird. <laughs> I don't really out. work out. I'm a weird guy, and <laughs> Becky, that's you know, that's okay too. Becky works out work. when she's at my house. That's that's <laughs> actually very true. I do, and when I did, I was watching. Uh, D and D shows. Oh, See, okay, all right. I got somebody in my corner. But it was more uh, like suff- keep suffering while you're working out, and this will exactly. bring you joy. Like I get it, Alex. <laughs> I don't think I could listen to a podcast, but I was like, put it on and let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna try some jazz next time. Hi, my name is Alex Villarreal. I play Ellis Vendove, and man, I don't really got nothing to say. Today is a beautiful day to. I don't know. I paid off a car. That's something. What? That's Ooh. big. Time to buy a new one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like, what? And like, it's and like, I, I loved it too that like, to- you, you did it in Toyota. Like, it's just like, cool, whatever. Like, whatever. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not a fucking customer anymore, loser. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome though. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Everybody guess what car it is. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Alex needs some confidence now. Everyone give Alex one <laughs> one compliment real quick. I like that one of your braids is chunkier than the other. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just cut them off right now? Just like cut them both off. You'd cry. <laughs> oh, 
Is this helping your confidence? Is this working? Yeah. All right, Kenny. Kenny, uh, what's your beautiful thing? Hi, I'm Kenny Chilton, and I play Emil Mazak. And today's a beautiful day to set some boundaries with people. Ooh. Ooh. What mm-hmm. boundaries? Ooh, everyone guess. What people? Was it, <laughs> <laughs> was it let me guess, was it uh, uh, Toyota Financial Assistance? It wasn't Toyota. I paid off my Toyota a while ago. Haven't heard shit from them. Was it with your dogs? No, I do that every day, but no. They was like it the with a student's parent or parents? <laughs> getting warmer i don't want to say too much in case they find this podcast (laughs) let's just say i have some work conversations about boundaries and also you know had some family stuff this week and was like hey family member set some boundaries boundaries are good boundaries are great boundaries are good yeah like protect yourself like that movie bubble boy remember 2000s hit comedy be like brandon frazier brandon brandon I don't think he's in that movie. He's not. He's not Bubble Boy. No. Oh, no. Okay. What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of the one where he comes out of the basement, living down there with his parents for like 30 what? years. Did y'all see this? What? What? <laughs> yeah, he like lives in the basement. His what? parents think the apocalypse happened, so they live in the basement for like 30 years, and then he he comes out, and like the world's still, you know, the world's fine. I'm not making this up. This is a movie. Oh. I'm pretty sure Brandon Fraser. It sounds, it sounds oddly no. familiar. You guys gaslight me all the time. I don't think that's a real movie, kid. No, he has <laughs> baseball cards and sells them for money. <laughs> like very valuable because they're 30 years old. Everybody, everybody, quickly guess who the Bubble Boy is. Isn't it Tom Hanks? Um, incorrect, Rebecca. Destiny. Well, Kenny already said Brendan Fraser, which is incorrect too. Destiny. I know this is incorrect, but the first person that came to mind was Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, I would say, Destiny, you're probably the closest, but the answer is a young Jake Chillenhall. Oh. How am I closest? What? Because, I don't know, Adam Sandler... I was very is, far off. Tom Hanks is very old. I would say Tom Hanks is mad far. This is the farthest off, and Brendan Fraser's far off. It, <sighs> Bubble Boy, good film. Go watch it. It's probably incredibly problematic. Alex, don't go you're, watch it. You're so good at descriptions. That's my compliment <laughs> for Alex tonight. Thanks, Becky. Your turn. <laughs> Hi, my name is Becky Schmader. I'm the game master for This Could Get Dicey, and it's a beautiful day to start a fourth character in Baldur's Gate 3. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal from Bubble Boy? <laughs> no, now that's a good idea. And Destiny and I have been talking about making Wow and Snooky in Baldur's Gate. Okay, report back to us when that happens. That sounds Listen, we've got some thoughts. Wow would be a fighter, but take the tavern brawler feet and only do unarmed strikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. And that's then good. Snooky, and she would be like a half-elf or something like that. And then Snooky would be like a dwarf and... Uh, a bard. Bard. Yeah. Yeah, bard is the correct answer. Snooky, if you're listening like to that. this, we'll sound off. Let us know what you think. <laughs> I mean, listen. If we all four want to play, if we could figure out how all four of us could play play this across our various devices. Yeah, everyone share our podcast so that I can buy a PS5, please. Mike, the situation would be a warlock for sure. Something's controlling that boy. Am I right? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, they'd all end up being like, God, like Ronnie would also be like a tavern brawler. He'd Ronnie would be a barbarian. barbarian. He'd, be, he'd be like a half orc yeah. barbarian. Yeah. Half-orc. Really sensitive. 
Um, Angelina, a witch. You know what I'm saying? Am I right? Boo, Angelina. <laughs> Boo, Angelina, indeed, yes. Sammy, we're doing this right now, everybody. Come on. Um, A sorcerer. Like a sorcerer, yeah. Hmm. What about um, Vinny? Vinny is... Like a ranger, uh, maybe. Like, I don't, yeah, I, probably a ranger. Ooh, ranger, ranger okay. Vibes from Vinny. Yeah, yeah. Kenny is showing that he does not watch Jersey Shore right now. <laughs> I just disassociated. And the three of us, the, the other three of us are avid fans of Jersey Shore. In fact, Destiny and I started rewatching it just last week. Uh, Dina is a monk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I started oh, a fourth right. character in Baldur's Gate 3. Go ahead and just say what it is. Based on mm. who? Based on yourself? Uh, it's number four. What? Well, no, I actually, I okay. One, two. Oh, fourth was based off of my character in Kenny's campaign, that has now since moved on, not oh, died, yeah. but moved on to morally gray area. Dead to me. Well, okay. And now she's <laughs> doing morally gray things in Baldur's Gate three. Uh, for those who play Baldur's Gate three, none of you all here on this call. Uh. She's romancing Minthara, which means she is committing war crimes in order Good to do that. Good for her. So. Good for That's her. hot. It's it. really hot. And Minthara's hot, too. So, And with that, who wants to play some D&D? I want to commit a war crime today. Okay. <laughs> today. <laughs> to this day. Let's burn this ball to the ground. No, you're not going to do that. Last we left off... Our adventurers found themselves within the Court of Outlaws hideout outside Mistfall. Elizabeth welcomed them into the inner fold, and each of you offered up a piece of yourself to sit within the Room of Collateral. You spoke the words and members of the Court's inner circle you became. You all now are back in Mistfall. It's late afternoon, I believe. There's about a week till Professor Ramovic is back in town about two weeks till you need to be in Venzor to meet with Elizabeth again. What are you all doing? What time is it? It's uh, like the afternoon. Specifics. Like afternoon. You don't have that feet. You all don't have those. You don't have that feet, everybody. You can't trick me. (laughs) There's a feet. That's not like clocks in Mistfall. I can't like walk into the Fantasy Seven Eleven and be like, hey, what time is it? It's 2.30. Okay. We'll just say it's 2.30. All right. All right. You will win. Wait, there's a feat where you have to tell time? There's a feat that if you ask the dungeon master what time it is, they have to give you the exact time. Because if you're like, or, and whether it's day or night and stuff like that. Because if you were to be like in a dungeon where it's dark and there's no clocks, then you could. I oh, don't know why so like if you were that. like in a casino. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah. I, like, I like where your head's at. <laughs> I forgot what the feat's called, though. There's like more to it too, because there's some. It's also like you can remember like any book you ever read and and things like that. It's for little brainiacs. Good, good memory feat. Um, all right, y'all. Um, well, I guess we're kind of like uh, we're off the clock, technically, right? We're not like on the clock right now, right? We are off the clock, but we've got some very important work to do, namely, getting this guy into a suit. Is it ready today? No, he he Loomis, you, you promised that you'd get one now that we have a ball to go to. Yeah, I did say that. I just I don't want to match the two of you, but I will get a suit. Loomis is not like other girls. Do we want to go see that that uh loser again? 
we we made out pretty good at that place. Um, something sons and sons. Yeah, very forgettable. Um, he needs to be more confident. Yeah, Wendelsons. 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 Um, yeah, we should go back. Uh, Loomis, you don't need to match us. We can uh, all have our own unique style. But you know, all three of us in a suit together just gives off a certain like powerful vibe. Yeah, how long are y'all trying to spend inside the suit shop? I'm thinking what, like 45, 50 minutes? You think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a, a, like a circle table's amount of time. Let's park it. <laughs> uh, a reminder also that within a couple of days, you'll be getting your suits back from Wendelson and Sons. And then you can also go to the librarian who said that they were going to do more research in the next couple of days, too. So Now, we're going to spend this whole episode of the suit shop. <laughs> hey, that's okay. We're just going to berate the suit guy. Um, hey, if you guys don't like this at home, uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get over there and get you a suit, Loomis. Maybe they can. We can rush order it so it's ready at the same time as ours. We'll speed up the process by me and Emil. We won't say a word. I'm not gonna say shit in here, okay? <laughs> Starting now. Right now. You all walk over to Wendelson and Sons. Gregory Wendelson is there to greet you all. Well, hello. Welcome back to Wendelson and Sons. I just like to say, you failed the first time, but I will be buying a suit now. So did I re- did I really fail? Yes, because you didn't convince me to get a suit. I'm making like shut up noises behind Lewis's back like stop Gregory stop. <laughs> but I can't say anything cuz I said I wouldn't, but I'm like you better stop while you're ahead. Roll. I'm I'm going I'm going keep going. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh both of you roll charisma checks. 13 <laughs> 22 He keeps going. Um well, I mean, I failed uh, yesterday because it was only yesterday, but I, today I have succeeded because you're back. So you thought about me all night long in the suits that I could provide, right? Now I start going, stop it! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> he stops. So, yeah, I, I need a suit. Oh, okay. You we're need going a to a ball. Ball, okay. Oh, so do you want, like, a suit that's, like, uh, fancier than than like what they got yeah okay cool uh uh uh, color preferences he loomis looks at him and then looks himself up and down i remember now that you wanted your green cloak to be black so we have black suits over here come on over is it is it fancier than the ones that the other two ordered it can be, yeah. Well, I will say, Emil's uh, was armor, kind of. It was a suit, but it was armor. Ellis did ask for, like, some fancy embroidery in the lapel, so perhaps, uh... I thought it was in the back. I don't remember. It was the back? No, it was a dragon on the lapel. It was on the lapel. I, I made thought it a was joke the about... back. Oh, you I made a joke about looking like Ryan Gosling from That's Drive. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's fancier than their suits. Uh, but yeah, Ellis ordered uh, embroidery on the lapel. So I guess if you want to be fancier, then you'll have to get more embroidery than Ellis did. Or we also have like, you know those suits that I guess they have like tails? Or I don't know what that's called. Does anyone know what that's called when they have the little Sh- tails? Shouldn't you know you own a suit place? Yeah, I of course I know. Of course I know. Um, and he goes and looks at his daughters, and he's like, "What is it called when it, 
We Emil, have, like, Emil is dying inside because <laughs> he can't say anything. It's called a. It's called a yeah, his daughter's like tailcoat. It's called a tailcoat. Uh, yeah, we have suits with tailcoats right over here. I knew exactly what they were called. They're called. They're over here. Would you like that, sir? What other kinds of suits do you have? Uh, well, we have like. A, bl- a blazer suit? That doesn't, <laughs> that's not fancy, though. Um, <laughs> listen, I've been shopping for suits. There, that's the thing. Uh, we also have, like, a tweed. Like, a black tweed suit. That's a type of suit. As he's listing off the types of suits, I think Loomis keeps looking back at Emil just to be like, is... Is this a good one? Is this a good one? Tailcoat. Tailcoat is is more your, like, style of really benefit, the whole vampire thing. Go tailcoat. Um, I also, uh, looking at our book here of uh, styles, a shawl is apparently a type of suit. According to Google, which is where we get our uh, books here from, there's also single-breasted or double-breasted. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why. Sh- literally, I said types of suits. Shawl is the second option. Lumis, pick one. Um, I'll uh, I'll go with the tail coat. Oh, t- nice. I, I agree, sir. That would be a very good uh, match for your height. And demeanor. As you say hi, you go, you signal away. Demeanor <laughs> and height. Um, uh, uh, would you like any sort of uh, accoutrement to the suit? Do Embellishments? You a, do you have a pocket watch? Oh, do we? Yes. We have pocket watches right over here. There's gold or silver or like a bronze. Or like small, or kind of larger, and there's one that kind of looks like space, like you have little planets, like space. Have you heard of space? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there are planets, Gregory, out there in the world and stars. Do you have any pocket watches that are magical of sorts that do more than just tell time? I'm so sorry, sir. We don't. That's a shame. I'll take the space one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, he like measures you and um, takes all your measurements and writes it all down. Uh, the all all black, I assume, tail coat with the vest and the shirt and the everything uh, will be fifteen gold pieces, and then a gold watch, their pocket watch that has space, or I guess it, it was a silver pocket watch with space inside of it, space planets. Can I have silver? Is that a vampire stereotype? That's werewolf. That's, that's werewolf. Okay. That's werewolf. You're good. Okay. Wow. Good question, though. Wow, racist destiny. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So and then the the pocket watch is of five gold pieces. So twenty total. Twenty total. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, the total will be twenty gold pieces, sir. When will it be ready? 
I assume you will want it the same day that your friends get their suits, so two yeah, days that, from now. That'd be convenient. It wouldn't it just... <laughs> we can do that, no problem. Is that like an extra cost? Why was theirs three days and mine only two? Cause I, cause you, cause they um, ordered on a Tuesday, and we take the afternoons off on Tuesdays, so we had to take that into consideration. But we work all day on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. I'm breaking my not talking rule. This is unbearable. <laughs> I have to be at the post office by 4 p.m. We need to go. Lucas, pay this man and let's leave this godforsaken suit store. Gregory, Tuesday's a terrible day to take off of work. Monday's the day to take off. Oh, my God. Well, you'd be surprised how many people shop for suits on Monday. That sounds like the most interesting fact I've ever heard. And I'm like walking out of the suit store. Loomis pays them the 20 gold. Okay, friends. I, I really do need to go to the post office just to send a quick letter. Um, if, you don't, if you don't mind, I can go do that on my own if you want. But it should take more than just a, a moment. I mean, that's fine. I mean, like, we could just... I was just going to go back to the Squirrel's Folly and have, you know, have a... Have lunch, maybe take a nap. I don't know. We don't got fuck all to do. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Just, just a moment. Where is the is the post office accessible to us? Is it clear? It to is. See? Yeah, I think now that you all have been in Mistfall for you know like a month or so, you've gotten like the lay of the land as you walk around, and you make your way over to the post office while the other two assumably go to the Squirrels' Folly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're splitting up. I Loomis would like to walk around, I guess, like the downtown square looking for a jewelry shop. We'll go. Okay, we'll cut to the post office here. You go to the post office. uh, It's, you know, afternoon. They're kind of dwindling down for the day. um, And inside there's like carrier pigeons uh, to take mail. There's, you know, horses outside for people to take post that way. And couriers are kind of inside um, filling their bags. Um, and you're greeted by uh, a woman at the counter, and she's uh, it's a human woman with blonde hair, if we need that picture. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to get a letter to Venzor in the next few days. Um, how much is well, that? that? Well, that will be, um, well, gee, I, like five silver. Wow, okay, the rates here are insane. Um, we're just, you know, we're just throwing, we're just throwing numbers out. What well, sounds good or bad? Does that sound bad? Well, five silver gets there safely. That's fine. Uh, and also, uh, can I throw on some like nice stationery? This is for someone special. Absolutely. We got, we got your typical paper that looks like it's been stained by coffee, and then we have your <laughs> paper that's not been looked like it's stained like co- with coffee. So this it's is just, like, absurd. Quiet. I just want regular paper, please. Oh, and then we have. Regular paper right here. That's, <laughs> okay, that's nice. It's the feel the thickness of it. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I write out a letter. Um, should I read it? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. you write out a letter to who? This is addressed to Kara at Venzor's Varieties. Uh, it says... I guess I'll read it in character. Kara... I'm terribly sorry I haven't written more, but the road has given me more opportunity than I could have ever imagined. 
I have settled in Mistfall, where two opportunistic individuals and myself have struck up several deals and made many inns with local businesses and organizations. The Mist and the people here are calming, the city is quiet, and I find myself with lots of time to think. You would absolutely hate it. I'll be returning to Venzor soon, just momentarily for a Hollow Moon Ball. I'm counting the days until I see you and the girls again. I have very much to share. Don't worry, the self-defense lessons with Sir Quay Nythod have kept me safe, and believe it or not, one of my new partners is a vampire, he's a vegetarian, and the other talks more and better than I do. Love, Emile Mazak. Beautiful. You, uh, yeah, you fold it up, give it, put the postage on it, hand it over to this woman, and you're done at the post office, unless you want to do anything else. Oh, that's it. Okay, cutting to Loomis over in the square, you find a jewelry store um you see one called you see a store called moon dust emporium which i don't believe y'all have been to yet Mm-mm. great um but yeah looking in the window there's all kinds of like finery you know they have top hats and jewelry and gloves and things like that but they also have you know like books and you know doodads and whatever so they it's just kind of a general store but they do have carry kind of the the finery that's made here in mistfall uh the like intricate uh you know diadems and uh, crowns and such um are, are also sold here so you walk inside and um a tall tall handsome elven man uh with dark skin and braided black hair greets you welcome to moondust emporium I need a locket. Okay, we can do that. Uh, <clears throat> we have a plethora of lockets here uh, for you to look at. Uh, there's heart-shaped, oval-shaped, square-shaped, different metals as well, like silver or gold or bronze, copper if you're feeling weird. <laughs> it's a very soft metal. I don't know why people would put it um, in jewelry. Um, I was looking for something... I guess, in the oval variety. An oval variety locket, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I just needed to fit something small inside. Excellent. A small locket will be one gold piece. Oh. <laughs> okay. The prices in, in Miss Fall are all over the place, I will tell you this. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so- for that price. Loomis <laughs> 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 hands him Loomis hands them a gold piece and before leaving looks around the shop and you said that you mentioned that there's books here uh yeah just like a kind of you know some of them are like herbs of the region or um you know like light history and kind of like touristy sort of books and um or like fiction and you know fantasy inside fantasy books I guess uh this may be a weird question, but do you have any books on or of the Lost Era? Uh, no, I cannot say that we have any history books. We're, they're not quite, they're not very popular with the, with the locale, I suppose. Thought I'd ask. Good. If you haven't checked out the library, I would recommend going there to find your answers. Yeah, I have. They didn't have the answers. That's why I was okay. asking you. All right. Of course. 
Of course, sir. So sorry. Let me package this up right now for you immediately. Um, yeah, go ahead and describe this oval locket that you purchased. Can I pick the color? Yeah, yeah. It's a mood ring locket. <laughs> nice. And that's why it costs only a gold. Uh, <laughs> it's always black. It it's turns weird. green whenever I touch yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so no, it's a uh, very similar to the locket or necklace that Loomis was previously wearing, or if you noticed on our character art that is on our socials, uh, very similar to that. But now, I guess a mood ring. We will at a later time think of the colors and how that plays into things. But, anyways, standard oval locket, nothing too fancy. It does stand out against Loomis, just black because it's the most colorful thing that he is wearing but as he's walking out of the shop he does reach into his pocket looks at an item and then safely puts it back and puts it into the locket and then wears it and heads towards the uh squirrel's folly uh all three of you meet back up at the squirrel's Um, oh okay question uh well uh Uh, hearing Emil saying that he's going to go to the post office and saying that I'm going to go alone to uh, the Squirrel's Folly uh, as I'm walking back to the Squirrel's Folly, um, a wave of uh, a guilt uh, comes over uh, Ellis and he f- uh, he makes his way into his cubby, um, double checks that, you know, he's alone, um, that, you know, that none of his compatriots have followed him there. And he quietly, he also uh, quietly writes a letter. Um, as he finishes the letter, he um, kind of reads it out loud to himself to make sure that um, it, it, it came off the way he wants it to. Hey, Mama, I know it's been quite a bit since I've last written to you, but boy, have I been busy. Uh, currently, I am writing to you from the Squirrel's Folly in the beautiful city of Mistfall. I'm currently traveling with two new friends I've made over the last couple weeks. They're both a hell of a lot older than me, but they seem like nice people. One's even a a business owner in Vinzor. I'm sure Dad would appreciate that. Um, I think I'm settling into a real uh, career in acquisitions. Uh, I know my tongue used to get me in a lot of trouble back home, but I think I'm really using it to my advantage nowadays. Uh, I I am in league with the Citrine Delegation, plus I've recently done some work for a new small private company. Uh, too, Too small for you to have heard of them, but they seem to have lots of potential. My magic is getting stronger every day. I know you always said that education was very important, and I've recently been taking lessons with a new tutor. Uh, it's nice being back in the in the uh, apprentice role. He's a bit strange and doesn't like to talk much, but there's no denying my growth over the last few lessons I've had with him. I've been thinking of home often lately. I miss it and you dearly. I promise one day I'll come see, see you, and hopefully with something to show for it. I hope the bees aren't stinging. That the air is just as sweet and the sun still sets perfectly on the shoreline. I love you very much. Uh, P.S. Please let Dad know that I'm still alive. And uh, I tuck the letter into an envelope. And uh, at some unforeseen time in the future, I uh, swing by the post office and drop it off as well. Excellent. Um, You all recongregate back at the Squirrel's Folly. Um, Is there anything you all do uh, back there or... What do you do, I guess, across, like, the next week? With our, well, actually, uh, about a, after a day of just, like, chilling, 
Um, we meet up for, for a meal, lunch or dinner or something. So I got these thieves tools from the Court of Outlaws. And I don't know how to use them. But I think they may come in handy, especially at this Hollow Moon Ball. Venzor locks things down. There's a lot of security. So I'm, I'm wondering, do either of you know how to use these things? Could teach me? Uh, I'm not really much of the the lock picking kind of guy. I'm, I'm, I look at Loomis. I'm like, that definitely seems up your bag. I mean, I, I used to partake in a lot of lock picking and thievery. I guess you could say I haven't done it in a while, but you bring up a point, Emil. Maybe it's time to refresh my skills, our skills. We can learn together. Yeah, maybe what we can ask someone in the the court. You know, we, we're kind of big wigs over there. Maybe we could get them to teach us. I don't know if that's a good look to ask the court how to be a criminal. Okay. Okay. I mean, there there are different there are different ways to be outlaws. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not all thievy and skulky. You can you can be a a bruiser or a or a, I don't know, a, just a bad guy. I'm. I mean, while we're still here. I feel like we've heard of two pretty shady people that probably know how to work these types of tools. Who's that? Shady Sal. Oh, so, oh yeah. Okay. And Tiny Tim, I'm assuming. Yeah, and y'all still haven't met Tiny Tim yet. Um, I wonder if they've like rekindled their love. Um, also, uh, when was the last time y'all have been to a ball? I'm actually really excited. It's been years since I've been to one. Oh, I, I go to several a year, you know. Um, it, 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 I mean, obviously it's been a while because I've been on the road, but I try to get out three, four times a year to a ball. It's rejuvenating. You really, you really like to cut a rug? You really like to tie one on? I'm a pretty good dancer, actually, yes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and... The, you know, the hors d'oeuvres and the little tiny drinks and um, the socializing and the nice string instruments. I mean, it's like all of that is right up my alley. Yes. I think the last ball I was at, I must have been like 17 and uh, I drank so many of those tiny little drinks. I don't remember a thing, um, but uh, I, I'm excited to go back with, uh, I guess, uh, like more of a clear head. I imagine Loomis, you like balls. I haven't been to one in a while. They're not really my scene. The ones I do go, I kind of just hide in a corner. A wallflower type. I, I see that. Well, if we go, um, if there's dancing, are you going to dance with us? Emil's going to dance. And if Emil's dancing, I'm not going to let Emil show me up. Well, then y'all two can dance together. I'm fine. I can teach you some of the new dances. I'm sure, I mean, the, really, the fanciest ones I haven't changed in the last 200 years, but, um, I mean, I'm I can not, teach you some a thing or two. I know how to dance. I just don't want to. You, you're going to tell me that when ye old cha-cha slide comes <laughs> on, that you, you don't get on there and do the damn thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The episode title's there. <laughs> Ye old cha-cha slide's a pretty good episode. Um, I mean, of course, Loomis, we're not going to fucking force you to do anything. It took fucking, it took me almost leaving YouTube forever to just for you to put your hand in. So, 
Lord knows, getting me to dance, I'm going to have to offer you a, my, my right foot or something. You know, it was a activity I was into a while back. Kind of got bored of it. Don't really do it anymore. But depending on who this benefactor is, we may we may need you to dance with someone, Loomis, as a distraction or to Ooh, get some info. Or, you know, maybe, I like that idea. Maybe we need to seduce this person. And I'm the person for the job. <laughs> Dark, mysterious. Absolutely, you are. You are the elusive. Yeah, you're like our little, uh, our little James Bond. <laughs> you don't know who that is. Yeah, you're like a little bad boy. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to to another point. You say that dancing was something you used to be interested in, and you're not interested anymore. I've known you for a couple weeks now, Loomis. What the fuck are you even interested in? I guess at the moment, adventuring. So you like that's crazy. You like because this? you don't seem very, you don't you seem very sure? interested in it. Sometimes because I don't know, I don't know. I, we were like, yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious. That's why I'm still here. Okay, actually, that's a solid. I point. mean, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. But like, so um, like the collector's chateau, you liked that? You enjoyed that? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we gotta get you some new hobbies, I think. <laughs> it's time for some new duties. Um, <laughs> what? It was a Nacho Libre reference. Oh, it was a callback to a couple episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> keep up. I mean, well, I mean, my thing is that we have a week um, yeah. until. Speaking of new hobbies, let's learn how to pick a lock. I don't know. We can, I mean, if you. We need to save some face with the. The court, we can like host a lock picking competition or something. But I, I, really, I just need to learn. I don't, I don't care what they think of me. I imagine Lauren won't like it if we practice on the squirrel's folly, huh? No, no. Ellis, who would be better at lock picking, Shady Sal or Tiny Tim? Well, Tiny Tim's got those little baby fingers. That's why they call him Tiny Tim because he's so little. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna start making up this guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I also heard he has like the weirdest fucking voice and only sings and everything he says rhymes. It's weird. He so yeah, his tiny fingers. He loves to rhyme. Um, he he seems like he'd be a good uh, asset. My thing though is if fucking sh- if I'm I'm not y'all like I'm not fucking around. If Sal finds out that we went to Tiny Tim behind his back, I don't know what he's gonna do. What can he do? Try to kill us, probably. He's you. We've met him. You've met him, and in both times you've met him, he's talked about how he wants to kill his ex-lover. We're not his ex-lovers, so I think we're fine. Won't yeah? Won't word eventually get around that we're like in the court of outlaws anyway? He's not gonna fuck with us, right? He's like a loose. Gla- loose and glass cannon. He's gonna. He's just gonna throw everything he has at us. Really? <laughs> Every time we've seen him, he's been sitting behind some garbage cans eating a banana or something. <laughs> yeah, we just finished killing a collector who created robots. I think we can handle a guy who lives in an alley. He doesn't live <laughs> in an alley, Loomis. You just can't say that about somebody. He works <laughs> in an alley. He lives in a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> I miss when well, like Gramps a- was the worst of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go see Tiny Tim. Maybe he can teach us how to lockpick over the next week.
And now a poem by uh, yours truly, Alex. Roses are red. Violets are not. Do you listen to our podcast? Do you like it a lot? Please rate it and subscribe. It's really not that hard. Maybe write us a review. It'll take us so far. Share this with a friend using your mouth to share words. It can help push us ahead, ahead of the curve. Follow us on socials like Insta or TikTok at TCGD. I can't think of a rhyme for TikTok. Thank you for listening as our story unfurls. You taking the time to listen truly means the world. Thank you for listening to my poem. This is really my true passion. Not really podcasting, it's poetry. But, um, you know, back to the episode. All right. Ellis, have you ever been to Tiny Tim's? I, I imagine that I've known Sal and Tim, at least, like, for a little bit. So I maybe I knew them when they were still, like, working together. Okay. Um, and... I probably have shown face at Tiny Tim's just during the breakup, just like as like collateral, uh, just to be like sorry. And uh, I mostly go to Shady Sal, I guess, if I had to pick. Okay, you lead the group uh, down through different alleys, uh, the backside of buildings, until you finally get to um, you find like a strange sign on the side of a building. There's a door next to it, one of those doors that like is split in half. So there's like a little counter that will open. And on the sign, it says, Shrimp by Timotheos. Shrimp? Shrimp by Timotheos. And Alice, you know this uh, to, to be, this is the spot. Yeah, this is the spot. Uh, not too many people know about it. Um, Does it say shrimp? Yeah, it's so people don't know that he's a, a fence. He's uh, He kind of puts up th- this like, I don't know, like a fishmonger vibe. We're not, um, we're not like close to the ocean. He doesn't actually sell fish, does he? Th- does it change your opinion of what we're about to ask him if he happens to have fish for sale? <laughs> no, I guess not. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right, y'all, stand back. I gotta do the secret knock, uh, and I walk up to the <laughs> door and um, I knock and I go. Shrimp, shrimp, give me shrimp. It's so good right now. And I... <laughs> uh, yeah, you knock on the door, and a very short uh, halfling man with curly black hair opens the door. Hello, my name is Timotheos. Are you here for shrimp? <laughs> Hi, TT, it's Ellis. Oh, hello, Ellis. Welcome to Tiny Tim's. Um, You're not, not looking for shrimp? We're not looking for shrimp. Okay. Are you sure? Um, well, how fr- I, I, I lean in. I'm like, how fresh is it? Have you not heard of river shrimp? Sounds good. Hey, sounds good to me. I'm never going to turn down a mud bug. Stay on, fo- stay on topic. <laughs> stay on topic. He's, he's got, you, he's got here, shrimp. Are you here to buy, uh, items? I have some special items here. We are here to buy items and potential, I'm, Tiny, Tim, I miss those tiny fingers of yours. We need help. Um, actually, my friend Emil here, uh, wants to learn, um, um, how to use lockpicks and stuff. Would you be willing to, uh, maybe give a brief tutorial? 
Absolutely. I uh, can teach your friend how to use the lockpicks. Fabulous. May we in- how much? As, as they're talking, I le- lean over to Emil and whisper, I thought he was supposed to sing and rhyme. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just a rumor. You know how these things get around. Oh, uh, if you help me collect shrimp over the next week, I will teach you how to lockpick. Y'all, y'all, uh, uh, Emil, Loomis, say the, say the, the code. Shrimp, shrimp. Shrimp, give me shrimp. Give me shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp. give me shrimp. I, um, I want, I want it right now. <laughs> Excellent. I will teach you how to lockpick. <laughs> All right. This one? I have to say it to learn. Yes. That's why Timotheos is protected. How many times do I have to say shrimp? <laughs> what feels right to you? <laughs> <sighs> shrimp, shrimp, get me shrimp now. Excellent. I will teach you how to lockpick as well. This is now, if people ask you, this place is shrimp by Timotheos. Yeah, of course, shrimp by Timotheos. When I'm searching the river later and catching shrimp somehow, well, I also Timotheus, need to learn how to do that. It is um, easy. Yeah. We check baskets. There'll be shrimp inside. Oh, great. But I have little hands for items. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) of course, Ellis, we have three items today. The stone, and he holds up a baseball-sized stone. (laughs) Is he doing a ritual? The stone. (laughs) That's it. This is called the stone. It's a baseball-sized stone. It's square and has rounded, weathered edges. To the unknown eye, it is just a stone. When the user marks incantation upon the stone, it becomes a ticking time bomb of weight. In five seconds, the stone becomes so unbelievably heavy, not even a giant could move it. A DC 25 strength save is required (laughs) to move it one foot. The stone applies its force to any item it is placed on or in. To end the effect, simply mark the same incantation upon the stone. Wow. That's, That's pretty cool. Um... Could you that's dem- just, how much? That's you just item number one. Okay, yeah. Could you okay. show me? Uh, this is a hundred gold pieces for the stone. Oof, okay. The next one, this is funny since you're trying to learn how to lockpick, but I have gloves of knock. One use per long rest. While wearing the gloves, knock on any object with a lock, manacles, a chest, a door, to magically unlock it. If the object has multiple locks, only one lock is unlocked. The gloves can suppress magical means of locking, such as arcane lock, for up to 10 minutes. When used, the knock upon the object is loud and can be heard up to 300 feet away. This works exactly like the knock spell, but in glove form. (laughs) Um, These are 250 gold pieces. And how much is it to learn how to lockpick from you? A week's worth of shrimping. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yes. Oh, one last, we have one last, so those ones, you guys like the stone more, I understand. Last is the changeling's mask. Ooh. (laughs) May I hear a ooh across the audience? Ooh, 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 mask, mask, give me mask. I like it, thank you, Ellis. A mask that when worn can transform the wearer into any humanoid that they imagine for one hour. Upon the effect ending, the wearer will gain... A scar or birthmark from somewhere uh, somewhere on their body, the scar is permanent and will not be hidden by magical means. 
even by the mask. Each use, a new scar will appear on the user. Oh, shit. Damn. How much is that one? That one is 500 gold pieces. Fuck. <laughs> Damn, but that one that one makes you uggo. No, not necessarily. How much could be shrimping cool. do we have to do for that one? A lifetime's worth <laughs> of shrimping. If I bring you all the shrimp I catch for the rest of my life, <laughs> can I have it for free? No. We will have to figure that one out better. So I think the mask is very neat, even though it gives you a birthmark somewhere on your body. Um, you don't get to like you. You don't get to choose where the birthmark shows up. You roll on the table to see where the scar will be. It is a D eight roll. It can show up on your face, neck, chest, back, butt, leg, foot, or user's choice. Butt or user's choice? <laughs> so butt twice. <laughs> <laughs> If that is what you want, then yes. I mean, the odds are ever in our favor. Um, how are we feeling, y'all? Do we, yeah, we feeling foolies? I, I okay. I if we don't figure things out for me, I'm gonna be permanently disfigured anyway. So who fucking cares about a scar, right? I'm still young and beautiful, so I don't. Y'all are like old, like uh, dust and bones. Um, so the the unless it's on my butt, I don't. But Ellis, think how cool. You, I mean, it could be a mole, like a like a Marilyn Monroe. Oh, or like a Prince Zuko on the eye or something. It, like or that. it could, that could be, be cool. like a slash across your face. It could. We don't know how it manifests. I mean, what if it's something like inc- incredibly problematic? Hopefully, it's on your butt then. I don't know. I, I am very willing to take... I don't care where the scar appears on me, personally. Um, I just need to get better. So if this this seems like it could really help with that. Uh, I, I'm willing to put in a significant amount of money towards this thing. TT, let me let me hit you with this. Let's go the the, the mask for 500. The rock. Great rock. This, I'm loving this rock. It's called the stone. This stone, great love in this uh, big hard stone. Thank you. That's looks like a baseball shaped like a square. Um, no, no, uh, no, it's just baseball <laughs> size. No, no. If baseball was played with cubes, I'd watch it uh, more often than I do. Um, so that's that's we're looking at six hundred total. Uh, plus, I mean, we're about to do a week's worth of shrimp, and that's three shrimp. That's a bunch of labor for the lock picking. This what is- do you what do you say those two items? Uh, for uh, five fifty. I'm also offering you a service for the shrimp. Five seventy-five. Five seventy-five will be sufficient. Um. Okay. Uh, I look. I look at y'all. I'm like, what's five seventy-five divided by three? Are we trying to split this three ways? Sure. Um, it's like a everybody pays one hundred ninety-one, and one somebody pays one hundred ninety-two. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, sounds good. I'll pay one hundred ninety-one. I'll do 192. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming right. to the sh- so the so why did you the the gloves of knock did not interest you all? Well, I imagine if you're if we're about to go catch some little mud bugs for you and you're going to teach us how to um, potentially, you know, the the gloves of knock sound really cool, but they're really loud. And most of the time, if you if you're trying to break into a place, you don't want people within 300 feet to 
to hear you knocking. This is true. I will take it back to the Enchanter and see what they can do to modify them, perhaps. What what time are the shrimp biting normally? Oh, 4 a.m. every day. Fucking <laughs> sweet. Awesome. Cool. Great. We go, we get the shrimp. We bring them back here. People do buy oh, shrimp for we me. all go together? Well, we head out. We split up and go to the different shrimp baskets. Load up the shrimp and bring it back here. And people will buy shrimp by Timotheus. And you said it's in a, a river? In the river, yes. We, I can, we can cover you, Loomis. Don't, don't sweat it. Cool. <laughs> you do not like water? No. Do you want me to teach you how to swim? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I know how to swim. It just hurts really bad when I have to. Oh. That's... Loomis can only swim when no one's looking. <laughs> that's not it. At well, all. I have not heard of this affliction. I'm a vampire. Oh, a vampire? That is okay. Yeah, I know it's okay. Good. No one said it wasn't okay. We're on the same page. Why'd you say that? So people might say, ah, vampire. I think that's fair. Hey, hey, TT, I think that's fair. All right. Um, they, should, they shouldn't. But real quick, uh, TT, uh, have you checked in with Sal lately? Of course not. He hates me. Oh, God. Are you trying? I, I mean, if you had the opportunity, would you talk to him again? He does not like my shrimp. Is that why y'all are fighting? No, I think it's more complex than that, but the shrimp certainly do not help. <laughs> Don't tell him I told you, but we talked to Sal, and I think underneath that, that shady facade of his, there is still a lot of room left in his heart for old, old TT. For shrimp? I, I mean, that's between you and God. My God loves shrimp. Well, then, um, maybe you can help convert, but also, um, sort of physically and metaphorically, y'all are separated by distance right now. It's going to take, um, some physical and metaphorical steps for you to start walking that path back towards each other again. Has he talked about me? Yeah. In like a good way? Yeah. Deception <laughs> check. Twenty-five. Oh, he misses me and my shrimp. Uh, he didn't mention the shrimp. I want to make that very clear. He <laughs> did not mention the shrimp. That is fair. In, in fact, I forgot that shrimp was such a huge part of your personality until we got to the door. Relationships are about compromise, though, Tim. Maybe the shrimp can take a back seat to this very important person. It seems like. But we don't cover. we don't do deals with them, so I don't I don't know them very well. It is my cover. Like he sits in alleys behind garbage cans. I sit behind the sign that says shrimp by Timotheos. But but it well, could I, be it could be anything though. It could be cotton. It could, really it could be anything. Balls, yeah, me, my friend. Be, no flowers. Flowers sound good. Oh, what if it, there's like a gift of the magi situation sort of a thing where like you sell your shrimp to buy an alley, but he moves out of the alley into the <laughs> shrimp. Oh, that'd be so cute. I will talk to the council about buying an alley. Okay. Great. Buy his alley and then be his landlord. Role play. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. I will try talking to Shady Sal soon. See if we can figure this out better. I think that's a good idea. 
Uh, remember, we it, this, it's all you, not not us. We This conversation never happened. It's, it'll work better in your favor. I have been thinking about him beyond what you said. So it is not just your doing. Good. I talk stop to thinking. my shrimp. Yeah, st- stop thinking. Start doing. It is lonely. I talk to my shrimp. Yeah, take a take a bath before you do go. We'll see you in the morning, Tiny Tim, for fucking for shrimping. Yes, for shrimping. Right. Do we montage a week of shrimping and lock picking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, for the next week, you all you you all get the changelings mask and the stone. Uh, those are your items now. For the next week, you wake up at four a.m. and you all go down to the river with Tiny Tim, hauling in uh, baskets of shrimp and bringing them back to shrimp by Timotheos uh and and then after you all are done shrimping he brings out like different like lock boxes and manacles and you all practice uh your lock picking uh we'll do like three checks here to see if you all become proficient in lock picking so everyone roll uh we'll start with like an intelligence check if you pick it up okay we don't have a DC, huh? Uh, it's a we'll say a DC ten. Oh, great! Great relief on everyone's face as I said <laughs> that. Did everyone pass DC ten? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. The next check we'll do is just a straight dexterity check to see if you're dexterous enough to even use these tools. Luck point. Luck point. Okay. Oh. This is a DC fifteen. We're moving up. I got an eighteen. Sixteen. I got a six. Lock picking. Ah. Your your hands turn into. They're they're not dexterous enough for this. I don't think, um, Ellis. They're they're too they're too oily from the shrimp. <laughs> Stop <laughs> eating the shrimp. You're just back there. So, they're so good. I'm gonna get mercury poisoning probably. <laughs> we will put you back on shrimp peeling duty until you your fingers are dexterous enough. You got it. Tiny Tim's on. I don't want like to our, see. He's like our sensei right now. Exactly. I do not want to see any poo poo in the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're supposed to take that out. <laughs> this is poop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at home, devein your shrimp, please. Lastly, I will close my eyes. If I hear the lock picking, you have failed. And everyone, except for Alice, who's out, roll a sleight of hand. Okay. And a... Ooh. 16. I'm going to use my Unreal. inspiration point. That's much better. Sleight of hand? Yes. 17. It was a 15 that you had oh, to beat. <sighs> he closes his eyes and counts, and then opens his eyes after, you know, 30 seconds. You are... Well, sorry, Ellis, not you. Emil and Loomis, you all have learned how to become proficient in thieves' tools. Congratulations. Yay. And thank you for all the shrimp that you have gathered. Yeah, I hope to never see one again. Can I take a handful of them home? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ellis, you may take shrimp home. You Just for consolation? Not, yeah, you did not walk away with the skill, so... Hey, but I walked away with shrimp, so who's the real fucking winner here? I'm, like, drunk off shrimp right now. Just let them know you got them from Timotheos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, great. You all had quite the week shrimping and lockpicking 
with Tiny Tim. Is there anything else you all want to do um, this week before the professor comes? Just pick up our suits. Pick, pick up, up your suits. suits and go to the library. Go to the library. Excellent. You all pick up your suits. You don't need to talk to Gregory again. You get his vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the suits are beautiful. They fit you all wonderfully. Your cloak is back as well, Loomis. Um, it's now no longer green, but solid black. And you all head to the library where Isabella Bren is, the librarian. Well, hi, y'all. Welcome back. Uh, I did happen, Loomis, to find some more information about the era of the lost. And uh, let me tell you all about it. The librarian did manage to do some digging on the era of the lost. Uh, she took the 900 years ago as a jumping point and found that over 900 years ago, there was a great war that started perhaps well over a thousand years ago. Um, so it was at least a hundred years of, of war that happened. This great war has many vague accounts um, and information stating that followers of Lumixen, Siloria, and Themisca took up arms to protect the land. Lumixen is the god of light, joy, and trickery, like good trickery. Um, think kind of like dancing lights and, and less sun, but that's the kind of like goddess of light. Siloria is the goddess of nature and abundance. And Themisca is the goddess of justice, war, and lawfulness. So followers of these three goddesses took up arms to protect the land. So it's kind of unknown, but like perhaps this was a holy war. Uh, some of the accounts she found had paragraphs and pages devoted to what they were fighting, to what they were protecting the land against. But these pages and paragraphs of text are all marked up with um, blocks of text like stricken from the records. They're inked out, they're redacted. Um, what she's able to make out from it, though, is that something terrible was plaguing the land, so much so that the gods intervened without question. Lumixen, Siloria, and Themisca granted many people powers in order to aid against this plague, or whatever this was. Whole cities were destroyed, whole populations wiped out, uh, death and destruction like never seen before. And for those of you, I guess... Loomis, you're the one who's kind of like looking through all this. Go ahead and roll an insight check. Um, 21. You're kind of putting it together that most of what's redacted is the who or what was exactly causing this destruction. There's no mention um, from the text that's not blacked out. There's no mention of another army, no mention of a god, no mention of how things are being destroyed. So clearly like that's being like removed from the the text um oh okay we are we are a place of knowledge uh, no information has ever been too scary or powerful to be removed uh, all inform all knowledge is good knowledge to know your history allows you to not repeat it and to be able to look forward uh this this was concerning to to find out that that so much was removed from our 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 uh text here do you feel that someone came in and removed it or that's just how it was pr created printed I, i'm not sure I, in my time I, I surely haven't known any any of the you know librarians here to to be the ones to have done that uh we did manage to to find kind of like one solid passage that i i, I think would be at least a, a a worthwhile 
little read. Uh, it's not very long, but it definitely uh, stuck with me after reading it. And she hands you a, a book um, that has tons of text, like, stricken through, inked out, but there is a passage um, if you would like to read it. Yeah, am, are we all here or just me? I, I would like to be there for this as well. I like the Yeah, we're all there, here. right? Uh, yeah, there just to talk to. Uh, Loomis would read it out loud. Okay. We thank Lou Mixon for the light that she has granted us in this darkness. We thank Siloria for the food she has provided us. And we thank Themiska for her protection in this war. I fear it is not enough. We will not survive this. The gods stand beside us, and yet it feels like they have forsaken us. For what sins did we do to deserve this? The darkness, it closes in every day. It is difficult to breathe, difficult to see, difficult to have hope. Dodathal, please take us. And that is the end of the passage. That's pretty metal. You have a professor here that knows a lot about Dodathal, right? Oh, oh yes, uh, P- Professor Ramovic, uh, she, she should be back any day now, I think. Yeah, like tomorrow. I think, I think so, I think tomorrow, yeah, something like that. Have you, cons- I guess they've been gone, but it'd probably be wise to consult them about this, huh? I, I think we'll be taking this to, to the, yeah, to the, the religion wing of the academy and, and seeing what, what everyone might have to say about it, um. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I mean, it's a big library, and we and we know what we can. But um, these volumes, and there's few and far between, and with so much of it redacted, uh, it's kind of hard to. I guess we just let it fall to the wayside, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it is called the Lost Era, so it's it's fair, yeah, Era of the Lost. Fair. Yeah. Can I can I whisper to Alice while? Isabella and Loomis were talking just now. Like, I'll pull them aside under the guise of, like, looking at some books further down or something. I'll say, I know I said I didn't want to talk about this, but didn't you just get some info about, like, a world-ending force or something? Yeah, um, Nanoxus said that, um, that, like, he he likes to fuck with people, but he's, he's worried about some bigger thing fucking with everything because if the bigger thing fucks with everything then the noxus won't have there won't be anything left for the noxus to fuck yeah with. they, they just and said in this passage like this force is too powerful for gods isn't noxus a god as well this is a force that a god is afraid of you have a direct line to that god i stand by my point i don't want to add any more problems to our plate but it might be worth a conversation, a, a call with your, with your friend Nanoxus. I mean, I already asked him about it, and he tried to play it off like, "No, you're not ready to know yet." So, I mean, I'll, I'll try to bring up, bring it up with him the next time we chat. Um, Maybe just, it, is this the same thing that happened a thousand years ago? Yeah, I I hope not. Yeah, me too. It wiped out all cities. That's really bad for business. <coughs> so bad for like having fun and not being dead and stuff yeah that um, too okay well i'll talk to him soon i guess is is there anything else you need in loomis uh, uh i'm sorry i couldn't find much more this is just what what we had no that's that's fine do you do you mind if i 
keep this for a bit longer. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. I, I think you can. Um, I'll, I'll return it before we leave this city. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I think if you're planning on on going to the academy, especially to to talk with anybody, I think it would uh, behoove you to to have this. Thanks. You all leave the library, uh, perhaps a little heavier. Uh, we'll say it's the eve of the 24th, so that the next day uh, Professor Ramovic will be assumably back in town and ready to meet with you, finally, the long-awaited <laughs> meeting with the professor. 28 episodes in the making, or 27 episodes in the making, um, but that is where we'll end tonight. This is going to be the best office hours ever. I hope so. I really, I really I hope I haven't overhyped it, everybody. Yeah, with the first, the most charismatic character in the game. <laughs> I hope he's going to be sound exactly like the suit salesman. <laughs> well, it's a woman. It's so. a woman. <laughs> Sexist. Wow, things could get dicey for Alex. <laughs> Hello, this is Tiny Timotheos. You can find This Could Get Dicey where all podcasts are streamed and on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. If you found our antics enjoyable, help us out by leaving a rating and or review and maybe even share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, November 8th.